You are now tuned in. 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 The Two Studs in a Pod with your host Blazing Mitch. A podcast with a novel perspective on life from a couple of super terrific Uber dice. But you can call a stud. Now let's get to it. Meech, drop that beat. And me, Meech. And we're a duo of everyday studs here to permeate your vibe with knowledge and nonsense of the stud kind, one episode at a time. And here we are back again. What's going on, my friend? Yo, it it was 80 degrees today in New York. I have oh, to start with that. It that was like, nice. a, what a beautiful day. I was took an extra two breaks at work to <laughs> <laughs> go enjoy the sun and the the, the people. It was it was nice, but um, everything is good, man. Just been up to the same old shenanigans. Trying to be more creative. Trying to stay focused. Trying to understand how the stars and the moons and Uranus work together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's been going on with you? Well, my anus works so just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to check with Nikki on that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know. She's not in the butt play. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, no. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a thing. That's not on y'all agenda. Yeah. Not to say that I'm necessarily into butt play. I mean, if you ask me, you know, I'm like, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we already heard about your, uh, your trauma. Or what, what was it? Weren't you scared of like things going in your butt? Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with it. That is an exit, not an entrance at all times for whatever oh. reason. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we have experienced a little booty eating gang. Not, not, <laughs> not my booty. Right? You know, that's that trick that, that Miami in you. <laughs> that Miami shit for sure. You know how we get down here. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, you know, shit's been uh moving right along. Um, taking it. One day at a time, trying to do good things at work. I have my like first review, and oh, nice. they they said they feeling the kids, so they, you know okay. we are gonna keep on keeping my fingers crossed that I know what the fuck I'm doing because I still <laughs> like I don't know if this is right or not, but this is what I'm doing. So right here we Yolo. go. Yeah, you know it is what it is, but uh, as long as I keep making them happy, then that means my pockets can stay happy. And um, yeah. I uh, I just realized that um, I'm a little tight right now because Nikki got me today. Uh You know, my truck and her truck been needing (laughs) needing to get washed for a Uh minute and like a good one. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done quickies here and there. (laughs) (laughs) That's that Miami uh, (laughs) too. (laughs) I mean, I I can tell you about some some quickies. (laughs) But um, yeah. Uh, you know, just getting it cleaned out and stuff, and maybe just like quick vacuum, not like a real good detail like I used to do back at the crib, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we found some dude online who had like really, really good reviews, and you know, everything seemed to check out. So we had him come through and watch both the trucks. And when he told me how much that shit was, I was like, wait, hold up. What? <laughs> so here's the thing like, he sells packages, and I got 
Because I need to see, like, how good do you even do this before I'm spending big, big money on you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but my truck needed to be waxed or ceramic, as they call it nowadays. That's what the uh-huh. kids are calling it. Um, so I was like, with ceramic is like the new thing. So I was like, all right, cool. We like, just wash my truck and hit it with the ceramic, right? We about to be in love bug season. That at least give it oh, a little, yeah. like, you know, a little boost through the season, whatever, whatever, until I can really get to washing it myself. So my shit should have only been like, 200 max, right? Mm-hmm. Like 200 max. Washing, vacuuming, all of that. And so Nikki decides she want her shit like basically brought back to brand new status. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, which would, which would have been alright, you know, had we paid for our shit separately with them. <laughs> they were like this. We went to go pay and buddy was like, yeah, y'all don't got like cash ass and like Venmo, that kind of shit. And I'm like, mm, I don't really know you like that. So I'm not really trying to give up my cash app like yeah. that. So, and I haven't used my cash app in so long. I'm like, I don't even know what account that's connected to at this point. So we were like, nah. He's like, you got cash? And I was like, fuck. Damn. <laughs> and I'm like, I do. But so when I came out, I ended up paying for both our shits. Yo, that shit was like $500. Oh, no. To- what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry, y'all. I said all that to say that shit was $500. And I was That's like. That's crazy. What? Like, yo, thank God I'm blessed enough to have had like $500 in cash. Right. Right? Like in an easily accessible place where I could get it. But. Bruh, I was like, what? Mm-mm. All he, he did was like wash my shit real quick. I didn't even get like. And then he, out he came to the to the house. <laughs> you on one tonight? <laughs> <laughs> or y'all took it someplace? Nah, he came to the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like, but still, like I've never exactly. paid that. Like I'm used to the Miami. You go to the spot, and it's like what twenty dollars maybe. I'm like, I don't have to do come to the come to the car to the job and yeah do like my car and like 30 other people's car at the same right. time he's walking around with a bucket full of keys and shit yeah and he's like max max i think i paid like 50 dollars, and i'm like yeah i was what? about to say maybe the max to do the wax and all that stuff yeah and I'm like, i was like yo oh, and then no. i see some parts of cars when i get the car but most of the cars wasn't my vehicle you know huh. what i'm saying yeah, like that's the fancy smancy right <laughs> i'm like you, you trying to get your shit blown out and all of that and there you go <laughs> You blew out your insides and I got to pay. Like, who the- <laughs> where the fuck does that happen oh, at? You no. know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's how that's how my life is going right now. I'm like, what? Married life for you. Ugh. Oh, my God, y'all. Yeah, so. Mm. Oh, I've been seeing, like, um some um uh, posts and stuff about um the season coming up. Give me hype for y'all. Oh, yeah, for the liberty, yeah. yep. Yeah. No, no, not the Liberty for y'all football joint. Oh, for the football, yes. Yeah. Yes. Football season is almost here. We're we going to have a special special guest on today's show who plays for the team. So they can speak on that. But um, I'm excited. I feel like our squad is going to do real good. I think it's just going to be a good season overall. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just, I need to know more, like, is, where we can watch. I mean, I know on Facebook, right? But, like, is that the only the only places? Yeah, for um for the for the New York Wolves team, the only place we stream the games is on Facebook right now. So um, we'll put up the link on Facebook, and then I'll probably reshare it so y'all can watch. Um, I don't think that there's – yeah, I don't think it's streaming anywhere else. That's probably the best 
the safest place because last year they were scheming and they were putting like links in in uh in different comments and stuff for games oh. and it was like spammers so but i'll keep y'all posted for sure um, throughout the season if anything changes so it's also it's april and you know what that means tax money oh. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but one leads into the other okay tax money okay. you get tax money you go buy that good shit Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's legal in New York recreationally now too. Oh, uh, just keep putting it in my face, bro. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I live in Florida where everything else is legal. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can have a gun, but you can't have weed. Oh, for real. That's crazy. You probably need both. Right? <laughs> if you think you need one, you probably need the other one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I haven't. Have you filed your taxes yet? Because I haven't. Oh, yeah, I've been there and done that. <laughs> Do you. You, you don't go down to Miami no more, right? Nah. Oh, okay, yeah. I need to do mine. I have like three and a half days. But I still okay. go to Miami, though. Like, oh, the yeah. same connect. Yeah, the same connect. I'm still. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's been like over a decade at this point. I'm like, I don't even have to send my information. Like, I just, bam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like that, so. Yeah. And, you know, trust it. I mean, they get, they get a grip. They get a nice little payment out of it but you know I, I i trust them you know what i'm saying like i trust mm-hmm. them so boom there you go it's like that What's your, what are your plans for your return <laughs> i own a house bro <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not getting no money back no nah, I, I, I i'm getting money back i'm just saying like um when you like you always money always gotta go into this shit like money yeah. always gotta go into this shit repairs I mean, not not repairs. This is a brand or, new house, but or like, DIY. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Shit that we want to do. Because to be honest with you, when you get a builder, like a brand new build or whatever, the builder grade joint is it's straight. But they give you basically you got to think of it like they're giving you the shell, an expensive ass fucking shell mm-hmm. with enough stuff to get you through. But if you really about to like change it up, which you're gonna feel like you want to, like our first house was kind of like I didn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff I was learning that I knew mm-hmm. I could do. Now I know I could do it, or I have the confidence I can do whatever I have planned now. So this house is about to be completely different, like completely different. I already got like some IKEA hack shit that I'm gonna be having going on behind me. <laughs> uh, I'm painting. I already got some posters up on the wall. I got whole like visions. We want to put artwork on the wall and shit. Like oh, this nice. place gonna be different, like different. Like I got a, I got a. Uh, a laser level coming, not just the oh. fucking bubble joint, like a laser line. Shit. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, we we about to have like DIY spinoffs. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for Show real. The people, how it gets done. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where all my money, my money is already spent. Plus, hello, you hear about my wife with a five hundred dollar car wash? <laughs> for real, I was about to say you about to spend your return on the car wash because. Uh, the hell, I would never. But there's got to be way better ways to be spending your money, and yeah. I'm sure today's guest is gonna help us out by uh, giving us some good advice, or at least telling us some things that she would do. Uh, I know I've done some research, and I found some other good ways and good things that we should consider with this money. But me too. I'll let you go on ahead and introduce. Oh, we gonna officially. introduce officially. We got uh our real estate expert slash notary 
Edie, say what's up to the peeps. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, uh, expert? Thanks for all the titles. I feel fancy now. Okay. <laughs> wow. You got Slash. We're going to call you Slash. Slash. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, my peoples. Howdy. How are you? I'm tired. It's been a long day. Long, hot day. You flipping them houses like pancakes? I wish. I'm get, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. But the flip it, flipping market is actually like an oversaturated dying breed in New York. You can still get your money up out here, but it's definitely a little harder now. So everything's so expensive. Yes. And and the interest rates have really like messed people up a lot. Yeah. Has that been um something that, I mean, at least that's what I kind of experienced in trying to sell a house and getting a house at the same time. Um, the interest rates were really like a concern. Have you noticed a lot of people, um, like is that been part of their hesitancy about like buying a new house? Yes. Yes. And a whole bunch of other stuff. You you're still competing with all these flippers, still, mm. all these investors that are coming in. Um, the interest rates being high, yeah. It it's like um it's like anything, right? You when you see big numbers, you get scared. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, but really honestly you got to think of it like this, you know, if, if you don't buy now, it, one or two things are going to happen. The interest rates are going to go up or the interest rates are going to go down. If you lock in your interest rate now, you always have that chance of refinancing for a lower rate. Yeah. See, that was like an issue that we ran into with this house. When we bought the first house, we were, we were good. Like I was a first time home buyer, which hopefully you can explain that that program way better than I, than I can. But I was a, uh, I just benefited from it, but I was a first time home buyer. So I, I got like a good, a really good rate. My loan was conventional. I like a super rate. Cause this was right before, like, I think the year before COVID hit. So yeah. interest rates were like low as low as hell. Like they dropped super, super low after that, mm -hmm. even lower after that, but they were like low. Like if we could get that rate right now, shit would start flying like hotcakes. Yeah. And, um, but you know, that's what, that's what it was. And then to get this house, like when you sign on the contract to buy the house, the interest rate isn't locked in when you sign on to buy the house. It, 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 whenever it's time to close, like whatever the interest rate is at that time, that's kind of like right. what people get. Right. So that's, that's one thing that people don't know or just probably don't understand whatever the bank gives you uh, as far as your pre-approval go or what you can afford, um, you have to, uh, every, every bank is kind of different, but I think, I believe you have to have your house within the 60 days. Mm -hmm. I think it's between 30 and 60 days, depending on what type of loan you're getting. Mm -hmm. um, if you get it past that point, there's no guarantee that you're going to have that same interest rate because that's how quick the market is changing. Yeah. Talk about two paranoid folks sitting there every day when the Fed is like, oh, this ain't working yet. We're going to raise this bitch again. I didn't realize that because the house that I bought um, in Virginia, we bought that cash. So I didn't have to look at interest rates. So I actually mm -hmm. learned something I should probably know, being that I did take the real estate exam. Mm -hmm. But that's that's neither here well, nor there. That's, that's what we have 84. <laughs> but that's, that's, um, that's, 
we know as real estate agents because we, we all kind of go through the process, but really the person that's supposed to tell you that information is your mortgage broker. Oh, okay. Mortgage broker is supposed to break everything down for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what time frames you have, what limits you have. <laughs> They're supposed to be the ones to say like, hey, your expiration date is coming up. You might want to make a decision on whatever at that yeah. point. Because they had us, uh, what's your thought or like explain the thing behind buying down points? Because that's something, or do you, that's more of a mortgage broker thing? Or yeah, you, that's, yeah, 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 that's, that's like more of the money side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a thing that they had us doing, especially during this time was something called buying down points where you could pay more up front to get a lower interest rate. So over time you were borrowing less money because you gave them more money up front, basically. And I mean, if you can afford to do that, then that's like, that's good. And there's a certain amount of points. Like, I think there's like a limit on how much you can buy down, but you can buy, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't know that part, but I do know that like you can buy um, a certain amount of points down and that like gives you a a good interest, a good interest rate, uh, a better interest rate than what you're currently getting, especially when the interest rates are jacking up like every week. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So yeah. right now in a market, like what, um, if I was an, a new home buyer, let's say like what kind of market or how would you have me approach the market? I guess. I, I, I don't know. Like how it currently is. You have to approach it aggressive. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be on it. You have to know, um, where your credit stands. You have to know where your finances stand. You have to already have spoken to a mortgage broker, understand, um, where you're at as far as budget mm-hmm. um, and know what you want. I, I feel like, um, like especially around this time for newer home buyers, it's a lot harder because you want to be able to think about this is, this is probably the scariest thing that, you know, people do. It's the biggest purchase of their lives. And if, you know, whether you're going with a partner or you're doing it by yourself, you know, we're talking 30, 15 or 30 years, depending on your loan. So, you know, big numbers, you know, generally scare people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in the, unfortunately in the market that we're in though, you kind of have, have to have the confidence to know where you stand and know what you want. You have to do your, your research kind of beforehand. Can person, mm-hmm. Like personal question. I'm going to use you as my, my personal. <laughs> you, better, you better put this on the bill, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so like we, we live in a ne- a mixed neighborhood, right? And I mean mixed by like there's two two builders here, right? Mm-hmm. One developer, two builders. They each build like like on one side of the street, like our side of the street is all this one builder, which we know from personal experience is like the better quality material and build, mm-hmm. right? Because we've seen the two houses being built simultaneously, and I'm like looking at their plastic flapping in the wind, and I'm like, yo, there's that that can't be good. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that ours is better quality, but theirs is right on the other side. So like, what does that do? Do you think that that would have any um, impact on the home value? Because like, if our side is, is all these one, one nice, beautiful house. And then the other side is like, eh, you know, it's a cute house. It's um, so that's what some contractors do. Because they, they, they want to provide luxury homes, but at the same time, they need to provide affordable homes. So mm-hmm. they base that on the materials that they use. 
So obviously that you know the more luxurious marble counter, quartz counter they use, mm-hmm. you know, the higher value and prices. And it also goes with the lot and the size of the home. Mm. Um, they they want to have comps that are fair all around because they're they're not the, not the only homes in the area. Obviously, you guys are a new development, but you mm-hmm. probably have other residential housing that's been there for years. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be comparable to the whole neighborhood. So it's it's. It's a tricky balance, I think, for them. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because it's two different builders, and like, I'm not saying that the homes across the street are are bad. It does feel like we're a gang, like we're this one gang of builders, and then the other gang. <laughs> yeah. of but um, and that side is rowdy. Okay, let me tell you. But uh, it's just it just made us wonder, like, what would that do? Because I I don't know if every street is like that, but but there are a couple streets where, like the houses are, are mixed in. Ours just happens to be like one whole side is one and one whole side is the other, but some of them have like every other house or so it's just weird. It was weird to see two builders in one, in one spot, but you know, it is what it is. Um, are there any special programs right now going out there for like first time home buyers that you know about? Um, yeah, well, it's all based on the state that you're in. I know in New York, I mean, Nationally, they have, um, you know, first-time homebuyer um, specials, I guess, if you want to call them that. Um, like in the state of New York, we and Meech were talking about it the other day. They have what they call 203K loans um, where you find your home. And if it's, you know, if it's in need of a little bit of fixing, the government will help fund that. And they'll roll that into your mortgage loan. And that way you can, you know, get the house at a lower price, but also have the money to actually fix it up so that it's, you know, it's safe, it's livable. Um, I know the program, um, it varies on which one that you decide on. They have a program where they'll give you up to 35000 for repairs. And then there are other programs where um, you have to have a minimum of 5000 for repairs in order for them to help you out with that. Um, obviously for, for tax breaks, you get the, the whole first home buyer tax breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now, if you're reselling, it's a little bit harder to get any kind of incentives unless your, your credit union or your bank actually does it or has anything going on. So like as a, as a realtor, how do you stay on top of all of this? new stuff like when the government changes around is there is there like a realtor newsletter there probably is a yes. realtor newsletter right yes there there actually is um once you are a realtor there you're constantly taking courses mm. um in the state of new york we where we're we're at we're i'm based out of long island so we have uh, a realtor union basically mm. so every month there are classes and refresher courses if there are any changes um with the state of new york the newsletters go out so that way you know, you know, what what you have to now deal with, essentially. Yeah, and New York has probably the most, like, laws, rules, restrictions, mm-hmm. and stuff around real estate. So you have to stay on top of those things. Where I feel like when I did the real estate course in Miami, um, it wasn't as intense as New York. Yeah. Well, I can well, tell you from my profession, like, the difference between the two is i mean florida 
Florida's like an open book. Yeah, like Florida's like an open book. <laughs> Whereas New York, some of them places are a little interesting. Like there's some places in New York where you got to pay to find out how much you got to pay. And it's like, are you right. kidding me, bro? Like what? Yeah. yeah. But there, there are um, like, I think you have to take that first time home buyer course in order to mm-hmm. get the down payment assistant programs and stuff right. like really? that. And I know that works in both states. So I'm like, I don't remember from my a, experience. Didn't you didn't have course. to take no, one. I think of course. No. Yeah. Oh, I, really? I think now in New York, it's um, certain banks in order for them to help you with a loan. It's a requirement that you mm. take that course. Mm. Yeah. When I, I know that in New York, but in Miami, and this was years ago, cause I've been in New York for a minute now. Um, it used to be required in order for you to get certain programs. They had like six different programs. And you had to take the first time home buyer course in order to qualify. So from your experience, it sounds like it may have changed now. I don't know. I mean, mine was different too. I mean, you know, I was going through a new, like a new build. Oh, new build. Right, right, right. But um, um, I do recall hearing something about that. And I think I was like, I don't want to sit through that class. And that's why I never <laughs> did it. I think it was only, I think it's only like an hour or so. Or yeah, it's like know. an hour. You get you get snacks. Oh shit! Well, yeah. They would have told me that. Said that, that right? <laughs> they didn't sell it right. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let's go for the snacks. So, um, in in these um these times, you know, everybody's trying to be DEI, unless you're Florida. Um, hmm. uh, what about uh, minorities? There's like obviously more and more minorities buying homes. I saw something on the news the other day that said like. I think it was by it's by twenty twenty something. I don't know, but close enough to make all of them white white people mad. Um, mm-hmm. That like seventy to eighty percent of home ownership will be Hispanics, right? So you know they not loving that, hearing that at all. But to me, like anybody, if you're not a white white person, you're a minority. So how do you feel about get, um these loans for minorities? Because they must be getting ready to give them out if that seventy to eighty percent is going to happen. Well, right. I need. I need to to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) I need those incentives. To be honest, um, I haven't heard about those here in New York yet. Mm -hmm. Um, That in New York, that's not really a thing because I feel like we're all minorities. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of I don't know. Some may say that's kind of borderline discriminatory as far as like housing market goes. You know what I mean? so I'll look into that because I honestly haven't heard of those types of programs coming out for New York. Mm. I'm one, I'm that one. might be more mortgage, like a mortgage broker question. Would that probably, be? probably. Oh yeah, they would know yeah. about because I know in the real estate, it's like you can't. I don't know. There are all these laws about discrimination and like, what is it called? Uh, Tina's it's the, kill me. the fair housing laws. Yeah, the fair housing. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Um. You know, bonuses, incentives, like help, help with down payment for that. I'm. I'm sure there is. Sign me up, uh, please. Right. <laughs> but as as far as New York goes, I haven't heard or seen anything yet about that. Well, you know me, and I'm always interested in um, flipping or investing um are there any incentives for like buying multifamily housing so yes um if you are i guess a newbie in the flipping world 
um, and you don't have an investor friend that's going to just throw you money. You, if you do got one, let me <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are certain um, loans that front the money for you. So you what you get essentially is a certified letter from the bank that quote unquote tells you, um, tells the, the seller that you have cash on hand mm. to buy like some of these cash only homes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the letter that they, they give you to give to them. And once you're, you do your contract thing, they give you that money to put down on, on these flips essentially. So that's how some people kind of start without the investors if they don't have anyone backing them in that aspect. Um, I know there are a few like third party, third party lenders outside of banks that, that help you do that as well. Um, doing multifamily homes is, is also good if you want to invest in yourself long-term. So if you want to get like a duplex or a co-op, let's mm-hmm. just go with the duplex because those are easier to find. Um, what you can do. You can go to the bank, let it be known that, you know, these are your intentions are to live in one side of it and then have renters on the other side. Mm. They, some banks and depending as well on your credit will give you a higher approval as far as money goes. Like say if, if you thought you were only going to get 400, they might actually give you 650 on up just depending on what you're getting so that you can afford to get that house and then have the renter as well. Mm. Yeah, because they know they got an automatic tenant they need to foreclose mm-hmm. on that joint. Yeah. Right. So um again, that's that's more of the mortgage broker side of it. Well, I, yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have heard I've have heard of those um types of um loans being done. Um but it is what it is. You know, you take that information and run with it. You could put your auntie in the house and go live somewhere else and have somebody else, you know, renting the other side. Right. I don't con- I don't condone illegal things, but you know, <laughs> do what you do with that information. <laughs> well, we just gonna make it do what it do. You know? <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of illegal uh, <laughs> multi-family houses in New yeah. York, right? Oh yeah, New that's York like, is not yeah. That's like down here in Hialeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because you know, out in I feel like out in Florida, there are like you can buy a duplex or a triplex, um, because they're everywhere, or at least you know, well, in south, south Florida and like, yeah, like central South Florida. I wouldn't yeah. say south, south because like homestead areas, stuff like that, like that deep south Florida city, not so much, but uh, like Hollywood, like right on that day, yeah, Broward, yeah. that day, Broward border, like east to west, especially out towards the beaches. Yeah, it's a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them out there. I feel like they're a little harder to find in New York or um, up north. Duplexes? Probably. Yeah. But like, you know, just doing the work that I do, I've seen the illegal duplexes, like where they oh, done, yeah. they done added yeah. a whole nother room in a place <laughs> where they go to look pull the permits, they're like, What? That's like never happened. But I feel like, you know, Miami is a lot of Cuban folks and after visiting Cuba I see what what the what the play is there, but because mm. Like only Americans really like kick their kids out once they turn eighteen. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. most other cultures are multi generational in their in their homes. Us in America, we're bred to like once you eighteen, you on your own. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what they telling my nephew right now. My nephew oh, just turned sixteen. They like you got two years, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
I'm like, oh, you better get your life together, buddy, because it was coming at you fast. Okay. Facts. That's so crazy. You have to buy your own cereal now. <laughs> he, gonna be, he ain't going to be buying the name brand shit. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You're going to go from Cheerios to Heroes or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Ah. So, um, as a realtor, like, you don't, what is your, like, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) I help guide you into the home of your dreams. That is what I do. No, basically, I'm the middleman um, for you. I make sure that we are on track of getting where you need in the time frame that you need to be. So, if you were to come to me... um, and say that, you know, you're interested in whatever, buying a home, or you already seen a house and you want it, you know, the first things that we have to establish is, number one, have you talked to your mortgage broker? Do you have any pre-approvals? Um, what what other areas are you looking for? There's tons of questions. We, you know, we can go to, down a rabbit hole of things that realtors look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and most importantly, it's, you as as the buyer need to know that if if you have questions you can call someone and ask and even if i can't answer it i can get you the answer mm. because a lot of people don't know you know they need a realty lawyer they need you know the the people to oh god what, what are those people called? I always forget their names um the inspector the oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a process right there. Well, I was yeah. Like, so, and in some some states, I think you need a title company. Yes, yeah, so in Florida, you definitely you do. Title company. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's it's more so too. Um, you have you just have that extra backing, so that's what we're there for. We're the ones that will fight for you. So if you if you find your house, and you know you don't want to pay no more than four hundred for it. I have to fight for you at that point and give the reasons why, mm. you know, your 400 is better than everybody else's little 400. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> well, I gotta be a little 400 though. Because <laughs> you do. Cause, and you need that, you need that person. And well, I don't know about Florida, but in the state of New York, um, other realty firms don't want to deal with you if you don't have a, a realtor. Mm. So, that's that's another reason why too. Um, the realty game is not is not for <laughs> it's not for everybody. That's for sure. To... We went through two. We went yeah. through, through two before we finally um, had some. Yeah, more. because you you have to you have to be comfortable with that person. You have to you just have that feeling because at the end of the day, this this person is still a stranger to you. And right. You're trusting them to help you make you know your next big purchase, whether it's the first, second, or third home. You still have to be able to have that level level of trust and confidence that they're doing right by you, making sure that all your paperwork is in alignment. Because I'm uh, telling you, a lot of people get caught up on the paperwork that doesn't get submitted in time. Something is missing. Signatures aren't there. Someone didn't file paperwork with the town. You know, you got to make sure all that stuff is in alignment or you're going to be looking at extra money thrown down the drain. Because you have to redo everything and you have to renegotiate everything. Yeah, I'm having issues now where my buyer keeps extending. Like we were like a day before closing and the buyer was like the buyer's lender said they needed some letter from their current mortgage company or something. I'm like, seriously, the day before closing, that's what we're doing? 
Yeah, so that's that's on that's bad. That's bad juju on the realtor. Just saying because they they should have been on top of their their game with that. And that's the other thing too. If you if you don't have a a good title company behind you that that'll catch mistakes like that in the beginning, it's going to cost you more money. It's going to mm-hmm. cost you more time. You know, you're sitting on something that should have been done thirty days ago. Why exactly? Why are we talking about it a day before closing? Right. Oh. <sighs> Yes, needless to say, I was a bit perturbed, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, needless to say, when I get all this money from selling my house, <laughs> I may have to, I may have to think about um, putting it somewhere that's not just a, not just a bank account, and trying to like plan out my assets and shit. This experience with my old girl too has um, really made me think about what to do in the future because you know I don't have any kids so I want to make sure things get split to where they need to go open up a trust oh yeah that is important I I just went through all that stuff with uh you know coming back to help my mom out and um you can like you can google anything and do it yourself but like the whole trust process I would recommend that you reach out to a lawyer and a good mm-hmm. one because we we reached out to a couple lawyers and like their prices were low, but they weren't asking like the right questions. So mm. the lawyer that we ended up going with, she was like, she asked for all this information up front. And I was like, damn, like, why does she want all this information? But once we gave her all that information, she knew exactly what we needed. And was able to like take care of everything, like make sure that, you know, assets were split a certain way. Um, you know, my mother is older, right? So she made sure that we did the Medicare planning also. So that the trust affects that as well, because mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you have an older parent or if your parent eventually or you yourself wants to go and get Medicare when you're a certain age and you have a certain amount of money in your trust, you can't. They, they will make you sell your assets off before the government will give you Medicare. That's crazy. So, yeah. yeah and a lot of people don't know these things, right? Yeah. So they think, oh, I have a house. I'm going to leave it to my kids. And then they go and they try to get Medicare. Medicare is like, oh, well, you have a house and um, you have all these bills for your medical expenses. So you need to sell your house to pay your bills first before we help you oh, with Medicare. Have- mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into that. So I definitely, I mean recommend getting a good lawyer who asks the right questions figures out what's the best plan for you and your family um but you know it can be expensive Mm. so if you can't like you need to start thinking about it now and looking at all the different options and kind of figuring out what is the best option for you so that when you do go to another lawyer to have it drawn up you can tell them like this is the kind of trust that i need Mm. and these are my plans for the future but like with everything is due diligence, right? You gotta, you have to do your due diligence. Like you have to kind of have an idea of what you want, especially when it comes to like all the legal mumbo jumbo that you might not understand. If you know what you want, then you can go and be like, this is what I want and this is what I don't need or this is what I don't want or why do I need this and why don't I need this? You know, like how how does this apply? How does this not apply? Um. And then in doing all of that, the lawyer also did the wills and the um, mm. 
power of attorney for us. Yeah, you definitely should always have that. Yeah, I mean, even at our age, right? Mm. We should. Yeah, and you know what? You never think about that, but then you like see all these celebrities that die, and then. Mm-hmm. It's they're like fighting over the money. Right, right. And they're like dying like our age, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or younger than us even. And mm-hmm. and like n- nobody knows what to do with their, their stuff. Like as far as I know, like my family would know to like, it goes uh, to Nikki, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it goes to her. But um, like there's nothing written down that exactly. says that. And, right. and I've seen it, bro. I've seen it before. Like I've seen a will where the the one brother that was like in Cuba, I don't know why he was a thing for today, <laughs> but the brother that was in Cuba like didn't know that the dad died and the other two siblings had like sold off the house and shit. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, and then he came back and he was like, yo, what the fuck? What about my part? Because he has a, a claim to that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and um, I think it was even like in the dad's will. Like, oh, wow. it was like, yo, yeah. my son that's in Cuba that like I guess nobody ever knew about. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of fucking soap opera. But like you got to, you, you you have to. That's what makes that's something that concerns me, like going on with my mom's situation. Because way back when she told me she had one, right? And that that her best friend was like the executive of her estate. Well, like that was before my sister and I were grown ass adults. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anything has changed. And then, like before the brain injury, she told me about like um, that she took care of all of her stuff for us, so we wouldn't have to stress about it. Mad mm-hmm. fucking guilt ridden drama kind of <laughs> shit. But you know, like basically, like you know, when she died, she was like, we didn't have to worry about taking care of the the, the cremation or the whatever the fuck. Right. And um. So, but now when we ask her, of course, she has a brain injury. But now when we ask her, we're like, "Ma, where you put them papers at?" Because before, oh, yeah. when she thought she was, she was like, "I'm, I'm done, whatever the <laughs> fuck." Um, we were like, "All right, well, where you put them papers at?" Because we need to find them. And she's like, "I don't know what papers you're talking about." So we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're like, is it? So that's why it's another important thing. Like, while your parents are are with it and mm-hmm. can do it, like do it because right now we have no idea. Whether mm-hmm. it really happened or it didn't, because she has a brain injury. So if she mm-hmm. says something to us, we don't know if that's really like true or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit, at one one point in time, my mom was calling me Tinkerbell, uh, Pino, like I'm like, yo, I'm serious. It's I fitting. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> she was giving all kind of drag queen names, and I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? She called me like Victoria Featherbelt or some shit no, like she- that. No. <laughs> But, oh man! So yeah, so the yeah. parents that I'm having now, and that's my only parent. So it's not like I could be like, "Well, Dad, maybe you knew what Mom, right. was, you know what I'm saying?" So that's yeah, tough. yeah. And especially for us, um, you know, being lesbians and all, uh, we, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm old school, and we don't necessarily think about marriage because mm. we couldn't get married for so long. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, there's no rush into getting married, but like getting that paperwork taken care of. It's important. Right. Yeah. Because God forbid tomorrow, you know, something happened. Poof. You know, bro, the other day I just went outside to take the dog out for a walk. I came back in. Something had bit me on my face. Right. And my face was swelling, like swelling up. Imagine if I had like a 68 and I had to go to the hospital and like Nikki couldn't like come in there, I would dare them to stop her from coming right. in there. Yeah. 
but she like legally she has no right to come to come in there you know what right. i'm saying like oh they don't allow that in florida i know in new york we have um i think it's after a certain point is it three years four years maybe five years who knows oh, the, i have to domestic. research that. yeah but you yeah. have not everybody um lives together though right the only place you can't probably do that is one of these little catholic hospitals but uh, well, i mean we could uh, do like a they, domestic partnership we have that and so outside of that i mean they won't do common they don't do common law in florida so oh yeah that's what it is common law marriage yeah, yeah they don't do common. they yeah, got they rid do. of that really wow yeah a long time ago like not at new york yeah, they used to tell my homegirl that her and her man were common law married. She's like, no, we not. They don't, they don't do that in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and now they married yeah. for real. So there you go. Should have took the common law. He was just a dude who lived there. Yeah. That's how I feel now. Before it was, um, I feel like I'm just a, a dude that lives in this house. This is my, my space. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Nikki, but I think all- we should. Nah, we gonna do it like this. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, but with all, you know, all the talk of getting all your the proper paperwork together, your wills, your power of attorney, your bank account, your assets. Um, these things, some of these things need to be notarized, right? Is that something that you would would handle? Your all that. Um- Needs, all that stuff needs to get notarized. Um, and for certain papers, I think it has to get notarized twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I, when we did the trust, we had to like the lawyer actually paid like paid two notaries or something to come in. I don't know if um, if that's something you you're familiar with too. Yeah, so uh, the notary stuff is pretty cool. So you you have. Um, basic notaries, the ones that you find in the bank, um, you go in, you get your little signature for free uh, or the public library. I think some pharmacies now even offer notaries. Um, but that's like the simple basic stuff. Um, cause I know a lot of people get into it thinking, you know, how can I make money off of this stamp? Um, so what you just mentioned with the lawyers having to pay notar- notaries to come in is what uh, you would essentially call uh, a loan signing agent or mm. they they also call them mobile notaries. So they get paid um, for the travel. Mm. They're not getting paid for the signature because like in the state of New York, the most that you can charge for a signature, I think is like $3. Mm-hmm. So what they do charge is for the time and travel for them to get to wherever they need to get to. Got it. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if that's how it was because signed the papers for the house. Uh, the house I'm selling is like three hours away. I'm like, I'm not driving down there. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do this remotely? I do everything else remotely. Why am I driving down here? And so they were like, Yeah, yeah. So they took, they sent the mobile notary to my house. Yeah. yeah. So that person was probably paid like two hundred dollars for them mm. to just get get to you and do that signature with you. Huh. So that's that's how the money is made. Um, it, it depends on the distance. It depends on what the paperwork is for. Obviously, with the more um, like real estate with trusts and wills, um, depending on how big these packets are, the more you'll probably end up paying for the time. Mm. Um, the charges you typically see probably won't 
yeah, I think it probably you may not even see it itemized. It may just fall under either um, the realty lawyer or the title company that's doing um, the paperwork. Yeah, mine's definitely coming under the title company. Yeah. Set it up. But it's it's a neat it's a neat little niche. It's it's something that I happen to find <laughs> on my many hours on Instagram. How did you how did you so you 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 are a notary, correct? Yeah. So mm-hmm. how did you um like get into it? What was the course like? I know like a couple of people who wanted to do it and I've heard of like, you know, remote online notaries that's a thing or I don't know yes. if you're involved in that. Mm-hmm. It is a thing. They actually just started that this year for the state of New York. Um, I have not paid the fee because I'm tired of paying fees, but I will eventually pay the fee <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, but it's actually really easy. Some states, um, and even in the state of New York, all you have to do is go in, pay the application fee, then you pay the exam fee, you take the test, and if you pass, you get your stamp. And that's basically it. Um, that's how you get your notary stamp. But if you want to do the mobile notary thing, um, it's it's any it's like anything in life when you're creating your business you're investing in yourself so you take like the extra classes to to learn what you know what the paperwork for a will looks like or what the paperwork looks like for a trust you know for mortgage loans they're like a thousand pages deep you know how do we know where the initials go who signs where who does what so the extra courses that you take after the fact explains um what what everything is and where each signature goes because for the most part um, a lot of the paperwork that we use is pretty much the same across the board so something that's being done down in florida the verbiage may just change a little bit for the laws of new york but it's all basically the same paperwork mm-hmm. at least i know as far as like mortgages and deeds go it's definitely all the mortgage and a deed it just depends <laughs> on whether you call it a deed of trust a mortgage mm-hmm. security yeah, agreement right. yeah it's all the same shit. You, I'm loaning you money. You owe me money. Okay. Right. <laughs> Give me my money back, girl. So I'm taking this thing right. back. So I definitely, I definitely promote that the real estate. It's you know, it's glorified right now because you know all the HGTV programs mm-hmm. and all this other stuff and social media, but it, it's still a very. Um, you have to put in a lot of time to be a real estate agent and you have to have a lot of patience for it. If that's the path that you want to do, it's not overnight. Um, definitely takes time. Definitely. You have to self promote a lot, um, with the notary business. It's kind of easier to get yourself into that. Um, you can also sign up with third party companies that will help you get the, the signings. And eventually, you know, the more that you do, the more that you recognize, who these different companies are and eventually what you can do is sign with, with them directly. So instead of being the middle person and getting half of the pay, now you could be the direct person you get all the money mm. and you get the work. Yeah, the money. So it's, it's easy side. It's easy side money. Basically you can do it part time. You can do it full time. Um, it just depends on what you want to do with it. So you're like a entrepreneur. You, you could say, since you have all this going on, the realtor, the realtor, um, and the notary, do you have you formed your own like LLC? Um, no, not yet, because somebody was supposed to help me. No, but we haven't t- we haven't talked about it. Yet. Somebody. 
No, I haven't done it yet. I should. I need to. I need to um, do that for myself. That's something that I have to work on next. Yeah, I was. I I've um I've created an LLC uh, when I bought the property um, down in Virginia, uh, just because I wanted to. You know, it was it was an investment. Mm-hmm property but creating an llc is really easy these days you can do it like on like legal dot like what is it legal zoom um mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different websites that you can do it on but um it, i always recommend like understanding what you're doing you know if, if it's just you and you're just a single person just creating an llc you will have to file those taxes um, with your personal taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you're in a partnership, you can form an LLP in some states, um, or you can still call it an LLC. It's a limited li- liability partnership. Um, and then this way it gets filed separately because there are two people that have to file taxes. So sometimes I, I recognize that last year when I filed my taxes, um, it kind of, will affect the amount of money that you would get back if you filed as a single person as opposed to like a business owner. So a lot of the tax breaks usually come when you have um, a corporation. But if you're not doing that big of business, then you don't really need a corporation. Uh, But that's usually what people talk about, like when you can get all these tax breaks and things like that. Like you can definitely get tax breaks when you file, when like you create an LLC, but you have to stay on top of your accounting. You have to make sure you keep things separate. Um, You have a separate business bank account. You get an EIN number really easily um, once you create the LLC. And if you do use like, um, what is it? Ink, Ink file, I think is what I use. They'll create the, they'll give you the EIN like in the package. So you don't have to reach out to like the federal government and submit all this information. They do it for you. Mm. And um, then with that EIN number, you just take it to the bank or you could do it online like I did because I don't like people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can open your business bank account and in like three days you'll have a, a bank account. And I I don't even think you have to invest that much money, but like that's, that's the smartest part of having an LLC. And if you can keep everything separate, you keep keep all your accounting separate, depending on what bank you go with, like with Bank of America, there's so many incentives. You can link QuickBooks to your account. So it'll file all your transactions in QuickBooks for you. So you don't have to really do the accounting. You'll get small business loans. Um, they'll offer you uh, so many incentives. Like you can get extra money depending on how much you spend. And as long as you stay on top of your payments, they will increase your credit like nothing. And then you can also use that in real estate as well, because now you have you know equity and you have a business and you have an established credit with a business that you can use that to purchase like your next home instead of having to be like a personal home buyer, I guess. Look at that so mic I, drop. <laughs> yeah. All those gems. Okay. Is, there are advantages to it if you're on top of your shit. If not, then you're going to have some issues when it comes to filing taxes. But you can write a lot of stuff off. Like, you can write workspace off. You work in a certain part of your home. I'm not going to give you guys real tax advice because I'm not a tax attorney. But <laughs> Disclaimer. <I know> these- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for real. Don't come for uh, us, okay? Right. You know, you know, talk, talk, talk. Do what you want. <laughs> 
you you buy you buy a laptop you're doing work on it for your llc you know you can write that off your printer like you know business things okay trump right off the fucking gold toilet okay you, you can write right <laughs> no nah, but you know everything that you use and it's a, it obviously consult with your your text person um, but I'm sure they will let you know that a lot of things that you do use, you can, you, you can write off because you are using it, you know, for your business. Mm. So I, I recommend it if, if that's the path you're going, if you consider yourself an entrepreneur and, um, you really want to invest in yourself, that's not a bad way to get started. Okay. And if you need hot tips and tricks, you already know, know. <laughs> that, that guy's book is going to hit Amazon soon. Okay. Fuck DM with. me. Mm-hmm. Told y'all we comes with the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> we want to post disclaimer right in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we are not. We are not giving advice. We just talking. Facts. Talking that talk. But you might want to listen. Okay. Yeah. You take what you take what you can right and do your own research. I always say yeah. that. Say facts. Uh, you have any more uh, interesting tips or tricks for the for the folks, Edie, to share with the peeps? Um, well, let's see. Oh, I will say um, on the real estate stuff, a lot of people need to be mindful of those closing costs mm. that uh, don't get accounted for until the end, and they get that that sticker shock. <laughs> so, everybody needs to be mindful of that. How many, how many times do people come to the closing table and got that shock? And then, like, what happens? Like, what if you can't yeah, come up with that money? Uh, then there's no deal. There's there's nothing Aye. to be done. The, the contract falls through, and then the house is back on the market. And it, it happens. It happens a lot because people don't know. And what's a sign of that happening? Because I'm wondering right now, like, is that what's happening? What's going on in my situation? Or Hopefully not. Hopefully no, not. No, no, yeah, I know. But, like, with multiple extensions? <laughs> Well, well, that's that's terrible. Um, I, I don't know how many the state of Florida allows, but I know in the state of New York, <laughs> I think you can only get like two extensions before the bank is just like, okay, nah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. You have to be mindful of that. You de- that's why you definitely have to go in knowing where your money is, how much money you have, if you have the down payment, and if you have money for the closing costs. Because, you know, in back in, when everything was going crazy, a lot of the closing costs and things were being waived. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll waive inspections, they'll waive closing yeah. costs and fees, and they, they do all this and that, but they're not doing it anymore. So you have to be mindful of that. You have to make sure that you have money set aside. And if your credit isn't all that great, too, you have to have money for that um, that PMI because you're going to have to put mm. in for that. Yeah. You know, and people don't know that either. <laughs> so... Yeah, you, you definitely you definitely have to, you know, Google, do research and ask so many questions and whatever your realtor can't answer for you, they better know who who to send you to. That's another thing what's interesting is like when the in the new build in the new build process, right? That's my my only experience is buying a from a house is from new build side of things. But um you don't really have a realtor. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the the sales agent is basically your your realtor. So, um, with that, that being said, you don't have that person like, um, telling you, telling you those kinds of things, but what they do tell you 
is like once you sign that contract not to make any like big purchases right right like don't make any big purchases blah 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 so we talk about like six months because they're building the house from scratch and in that six months you can't make like you can't be making thousand dollar purchases you can't be buying beyonce tickets did anybody tell tell nikki this <laughs> let me tell you it was a long it was a long few months like i was buying so much shit and then she's now she's like oh i'm paying for this i'm like i bought this i was buying all this stuff for us when you couldn't spend like over 500 dollars, oh, or else you had to like account for that money mm-hmm. we had to like account for that money but the so what this crazy story is is like we know not to buy anything like she wanted this brand new bed so of course i had to get the bed because <laughs> <laughs> like she couldn't have that hit her credit like anytime when we did buy what we got for christmas you know we split it with each other but i had to make sure i gave her all the money up front so that she could pay for it and then give me my half back basically like oh, yeah because she couldn't have that hit her credit but the dude who was the super for our house we were talking to him and he was like, these people, he was with them. He was like cool with them. And, um, cause they, I guess were coming to visit and check on the house as the, it was getting built and stuff too. And he, um, had their whole dream house ready to go. Well, like a few weeks before closing, people don't realize that like before closing, they do like a, a credit check, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Different. When you sign a contract and do the credit check. Right. And then right before closing, they do it again. So yeah, six months ago you had a good credit and the money to do it. They need to make sure right now when we're like two weeks away that you have a good <laughs> the money and the credit to do it still. So they'll pop your credit again. And if you've done made like your loan to what is it? Your loan to debt or no, what is it? Your debt to I forget what it is. Your something to ratio is off, then you're fucked and you you lose the deal. So this house you've been waiting to get built for like months. That you picked out the tile, like you've done all this shit for, and then you get two weeks before and you done bought these people. He was like, these people bought a boat in a in a truck. No, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> oh, that hurt my heart. Where's my spirit? <laughs> that's, what, that's why you. That's why people need a realtor. What? Because <laughs> that's the first thing a realtor is gonna tell you. Don't buy anything. Don't do it. If if you have good credit leave it there don't touch it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah so a bow in the house bro you lost your whole house mm-hmm. all you had to do was wait like a month maybe you know right. like a month and then you would have been good as soon as we closed i was like and now you buying all the expensive ass shit <laughs> <I mean. laughs> ah. all right And on that note, we'll catch y'all next week with a whole new batch of mischief and wisdom. Hear about our latest episodes, find out about upcoming events, or peep a funny post or two at Two Studs in a Pod on all things social. If you prefer your studs one at a time, check out Meech at the Homie Meech on IG and at Homie Meech on Twitter. And you can find me, Blaze, at its.me.blaze on IG and itsmeblaze2 on Twitter. Two Studs in a Pod is available on your favorite place for podcasts and podcast platforms everywhere. And gratitude is always the attitude. So we say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks, media.